when I was just a little girl. I asked my mother. Our queen respects the wisdom of age. Of course she does. Respect is how the young keep us. Having a little squabble with China. I got the horses in the bag. Horse stock is. Is calling for a sex strike just days after people don't even know that they have a basic human right to be able to get access. Nothing lost. Whoa, what a cloud of confusion. Amidst all that, did you know there's a primary election coming up? To help you out, this is a special edition of the 20 by 70 podcast in which we'll talk about the races, the candidates, the issues, and help you cut through that clutter. Well, we've got a primary election coming up May 21st, and if you've been paying a lot of attention to what's going on in Washington, but not quite as much attention to what's going on back home, this podcast is for you. I'm David Thornburg, President and CEO of the Committee of 70, and for the last couple of weeks, we've recorded a bunch of Facebook Live interviews with candidates uh, running for local office here in Philadelphia and uh, are happy to put those in front of you to uh, give a listen and get yourself uh, primed for uh, Election Day on Tuesday, May 21st. Here in the uh, studio, the Wexler studio at Kelly Ryder's house with me is our policy director at Committee of 70, Pat Christmas. Pat, welcome. Happy to be here. Podcast debut. You know, election day around the corner. I'm excited to go. <laughs> All right. So let's start out uh, just by giving folks, uh, sort of setting the table for folks. So uh, what's on the ballot here in Philadelphia? You know, this is you know one of those elections where, uh, unfortunately, not as many people are paying attention as they, as they should be. And these offices affect folks on a, on a daily basis. So, um, you know, we have judicial offices on the ballot. There's There are three statewide appellate courts in Pennsylvania. Uh, there are two seats open on the Superior Court, uh, which a lot of their responsibilities involved um, hearing appeals from the Common Police Court, civil and criminal appeals. We have local judges on the ballot, the Philadelphia Municipal Court and Common Police Court. Uh, and then we move over to municipal offices. So mayor is on the ballot. City council is on the ballot at large and in, in district races. Uh, and we have row offices in Philadelphia as well. Register of wills, sheriff, city commissioner. Uh, so it's it's a lot to track. But these are the offices folks really need to pay attention to. And just to make it clear, and and we think, unfortunately, you have to be registered as either a Republican or a Democrat to vote in the primary on May 21st. We're working on uh, a plan to allow independents uh, to vote, but for the time being, um, uh, that's the story. So uh, Pat joined me in interviewing the candidates uh, for we did city council and the city commissioners. Uh, we interviewed 18 candidates for uh, at-large city council and a handful for district city council. And then I think we did nine city commissioners. So, Pat, let's just talk a couple of minutes about sort of Im- impressions about uh, what the candidates had to say and what was on their mind, what reflects uh, sort of what's on the voters' minds. What, what was your couple of takeaways. Yeah. Well, you know, most all of the candidates spoke to a, you know, a pair of issues that, that are getting a lot of play right now, and, and both have to do with the fact that Philadelphia is changing and, and it's growing a bit. You know, slowly, uh, steadily, not, not explosively, Philadelphia is uh, developing. And so uh, uh, talking about the tax abatement, uh, whether or not it should be ended entirely or, or adjusted in some way came up in, in a lot of the interviews. Um, and uh, 
uh, you know, gentrification in, in, in general. How, the G word. The G word. Yeah, which it's 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 a hot button topic, not just in Philly, but in in, in other in other cities. Um, councilmate prerogative, uh, which is basically city council's deference to a local district member as to what development happens or does not happen in a particular district, uh, came up on a lot of these uh, interviews as well. So that's definitely what's on the candidates' minds. And I have a feeling that they're taking their cues from the voters and what they're feeling and uh, here and across the city. Just uh, m- my comment on the. The quality of candidates and sort of the maybe the uh, uh, what they brought to the race. Uh, most of the folks we talked to were challengers. Um, we did talk to a number of incumbents. We invited everybody, by the way. Uh, but I was struck by the um, the thoughtfulness, the the sense of energy. Uh, there's some really quality people out there. Uh, in in Philadelphia, who have uh, stepped forward uh, against all odds uh, to try to run for local office? Because remember, even just on the council at large, um, uh, there are 28 candidates, uh, and each party uh, nominates five to go on to the uh, general election. So the odds are not high uh, for anybody stepping forward among that 28. Um, but Pat, any other impressions in terms of their uh, what folks were bringing to the party? Well, you know, a lot of these folks are running for office for the first time, and I think even if they have some pretty deep civic and, and political experience in, in the city, uh, they may be you know getting some insight into how Philadelphia elections work that uh, you can only really get by by running for office. So. Um, uh, I think this is something that uh, I think, you know, 70 and others will be looking to, to talk about more in the future because uh, given all the interest there does seem to be in, in uh, you know, amongst a good, good swath of the electorate and with all these candidates running from off, for office, um, if there's very, very limited change uh, generally across all these offices on the ballot, uh, I think that'll be kind of telling. And we should we should unpack that after this election, not just, you know, folks, uh, you know, at the Committee of 70, but uh, folks across the city. So before we get to the candidate interviews, just a sort of a roundup on uh uh, the tools that you have available to you. I mean, we live at a time where it's easier to learn everything about anybody all the time than ever before in recorded history. <laughs> so uh, our contribution to that is a terrific voter guide, which you can find at our website, 70.org. Uh, you can also uh, take advantage of this terrific new uh, app for your phone uh, called We Vote. Uh, so that in the palm of your hand, you can everything you need, whether it's, you know, where's my polling place or who represents me or who's on the ballot. And one cool feature that you can use from from WeVote is you can construct your own digital ballot tool, uh, which means that you can look at the candidates, download them, load them to your phone, and then take them with you to the polls or share them with uh, others. And it uh, cuts through a lot of the clutter and anxiety that otherwise uh, sometimes folks run into on election day. So uh, take advantage of that tool. And by the way, um, that extends for all of the county elections uh, as well, not just the city elections. And uh, by our count, there are several thousand candidates uh, across the region. So uh, we're trying to uh, help out you folks uh, in the in the suburban counties as, as well uh, here in Philadelphia. So Pat, thanks for joining me. Uh, and um, uh, as I said, election May 21st, and uh, take some time. One of the things that we know is that if you take some time to think about your plan for voting, to encourage others to make a plan for voting, morning, noon, night, who's going to cover the kids, who's going to walk the dog, all of that sort of stuff, you're much more likely to vote. So make a plan, and we'll see you at the polls on May 21st.
And that'll do it for this special election episode of our 20 by 70 podcast. Thanks, as always, to our terrific hosts here at the University of Pennsylvania's Wexler Studio at Kelly Writer's House, our engineer, Zach Cardner, and our ever-creative producer, Joel Patterson. And thanks to Questlove and the Miners, of which I am a former member, for the music we use each and every episode at 20 by 70. And by the way, Draw the Lines, the podcast, is now available on Apple Podcasts. It chronicles the human toll of gerrymandering and talks about the people and issues that are driving reform across the country. There are four episodes live now, two left in season one. Check it out. August 1920, Mother Jones put out the call to the hills of West Virginia. Thank you.